Here come the odd step up I'm the lyrical gangster Big up the crew in the area Still love you like that Hey, no, no, we don't die Yes, we multiply Anyone press will hear the fat lady say Act like you know Rico I know what both don't know Touch them up and go Oh, oh, jank, jank Here come the odd step up I'm the lyrical gangster Excuse me, Mr. Officer Still love you like that All right, we're here we're uh we're recording here in the uh in this joint might as well get the right right the fuck to it tucker carlson is the clown federate the clown federate still that seems like a lot of pressure for just one guy he can do it hmm. he can fucking do it he's been proving it he's fucking he's, he's converted jimmy Dore in every damn body damn <laughs> That'd be funny. That, that's all right. All right. So let's take a look here. So Tucker Carlson is uh, appar- apparently. Um, is the camera on? No, nah, this is a uh, straight audio. Yeah, straight audio program. Um, when um, when O Dog uh, uh, post up in the joint, then I'll go video and really focus on them and see if they can um, really make it about them asking us questions. The fuck is this? What is this thing? Socialism? The fuck is that? <laughs> you know, because we got a 20-year-old here that doesn't know right. things in general. Right. A great many things. Yes. All right. Uh, well, right now, Tucker Carlson uh, says COVID safety protocols are medical Jim Crow. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he's making the rounds and privately on social media for saying it. Okay. Well, I'm sure this is going to be great. <coughs> This is uh, the second time in two weeks I've heard Republicans compare something to Jim Crow that isn't Jim Crow, so, all right. What? Yeah, what, I think what, it was a... What's the other one? Uh, I think it was... Who was that? Marco Rubio? Yeah? Or who's the one from the other Latino who thinks he's a white man? Ted Cruz. Oh. I think it was one of them. Maybe it was Ted Cruz, who basically said that um, if we strengthen uh, voting rights for people, that's the same as Jim Crow. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Senator Ted Cruz, Democratic voting rights bill is Jim Crow 2.0. All right. And you can find more information from that at the uh, at the insider dot com with Senator Ted Cruz repeatedly calling the For the People Act a flagship uh, voting rights democracy reform bill, Jim Crow 2.0, during a Tuesday Senate markup hearing over the bill. Uh, and that article went up May 11th this year. <clears throat> Relatively recent. It ain't nothing but a June 2nd. Just paid the first mortgage. Woohoo! Holy shit. Watch <laughs> out there. And apparently in three months, your credit goes back up. And yes. in six months, you can refinance Finance. for a lower monthly deal. Yeah. Which I guess would extend the years. No, it shouldn't. Oh. It should just lower your interest rate. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I'm going to so, lower that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm interested in lowering I mean, the I rate. I think we got a good interest rate, but yeah. Yeah, we, we were. We were. It was goodly. It was goodly. I, th- I, I actually, I thought it was exquisite, really. Really? I was like, wow, we should really. What's um, our interest rate? The, the interest rate? Mm-hmm. It is, it is numerically percentageable. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, I'm a homeowner. <laughs> You weren't even trying with that one. What the fuck? Oh, my God. I'm a man with a house. I'm a man with a house. All right. All right. But uh, according to Tucker Carlson, fake populist uh, Tucker Carlson, you're going to have to stay in your house. Because the government ain't going to let you out. Let me tell you, tell you about Good it. Good evening and welcome to Tucker Carlson tonight. Really? It paused just yes. like that? Yeah, the best weekend. If you're a middle-aged American, and some of us are, you can probably still dimly remember back to what things used to be like in this country, say, 13 or 14 months ago. 
way back then before the revolution. Like, Republicans are now nostalgic about 13, 14 months ago. God damn it. They, which past do they yearn for? Uh, well, you know, it was a little freer back then. 13, 14 months ago. That's how much damage Democrats can do in 13 months. How much of your freedom they can strip away. <coughs> mm-hmm. They weren't even in office. That's not the point. Jesus Christ. All right. 13, 14 months ago yeah. is now the good old days. It is. Yeah, I could imagine. Like, I, I could see it like a three-year-old that's just like, oh, yeah, no. Really, I would just shit and they would change it. It was ridiculous 13, 14 months ago. <laughs> now I got to go to the fucking thing myself. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, but you're helping me wipe still anyway. Might as well do the whole job. <laughs> You know, 13, 14 months ago, things were different. It's different. Well, because what? 13, 14 months, Trump was still in office, right? Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. That's their golden era or whatever. Yeah, and then he caught it. Huh? But did he die, (laughs) though? A little bit of him did. Just the Kofefe, not the hamburger. Just the Kofefe, not the hamburger. Not the hamburger. Nor the caterpillar on his head. I'm tired. I'm tired of this guy. Mm. But and then they give you Joe Biden. God damn it! Fucking hate. Ugh. Blue MAGA. Oh yeah, we gotta cover the Joe Biden quote too. What about black business owners? Oh okay, okay. Keep keep that in your back pocket. Yeah. All right, Tucker Carlson. Pretty much everybody agreed that segregation was the worst thing this country ever did. Mm-hmm. Pretty much everybody, I mean, huh? Not slavery, though. Just the segregation part. The slavery part was fine. The genocide part was fine. The land theft, the witch trials. You know, it's so much to get a And I really, and I really think no matter how many polls you have, like it wasn't really everybody. No, because I don't know, and I mean, like even black people, because like, like I'm think, I still think if I was an adult with a black child. I'm not going to have the first one in the white school. You make your black child the first one in the white school for a couple years. See how that works out. Mm. I'm not mm. sending my black baby inside those enclosed walls with those motherfuckers. Yeah, I, I wouldn't do it. Shit. And they sent daughters mm-hmm. and under she was this little. patriarchy. She like, like a fucking second grader or some shit. She was like little too, right? Like even like the high school ones where yeah. they were the, were, the, were the women. Back in, also keep in mind, this was what in the sixties, <clears throat> so it was like literally required for girls to wear dresses or skirts to school. Yeah, <laughs> like get the and you're gonna send her to and there were co-ed schools, weren't they? They weren't mm-hmm. segregated mm-hmm. with those fucking white boys and mm-hmm. the janitors. And fuck no, I'm going too far. Yeah, fuck no, I'm not sending my kid to the fucking white school in a dress. Get the fuck out of here. Absolutely not. And then, like, I look at niggas like Colin Powell, where, where he was like, and I came back and I sat at that lunch counter, and you ate a feces burger, nigga. What the fuck? You are demanding the right to eat what the racist white man that hates you is making on the other side of a wall? Right. I'm, mm, yeah. That's, mm, Yeah. This is why I don't respect my elders. You have yet to earn it. You're not earning it, elders. Maybe just go there and have some coffee. Some kofefe. Okay, it is his party. Yeah, well, I think that that's always one of the problems, though, when it comes to, like, any type of social justice movement is, like, the... There's even, like, the rewriting of history, right? So, like, the CIA has now rewritten MLK's history, you know. The people who survived the 60s are the people who get to rewrite it, and now we have fucking assholes like john fucking thank you for beating the shit out of me officer please may i have another lewis in office and it's like that's the guy now because he lived through and i was like oh he's 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 an accurate depiction and it's like no not everyone was trying to get their ass beat by cops not everybody like malcolm x had followers too (laughs) you know what i mean other people were doing things it wasn't just this i don't know i still don't understand the counter shit i don't i don't want to sit where i'm not wanted it's fucking weird i don't get it that's why it's, that's why it seems like so many boomers are rich, smug assholes because they're the ones that could afford to survive. I mean, kind of, yeah. Like leftist boomers, just they those medical bills hit. Yeah, yeah. All right, Tucker Carlson, we're getting through it. 
categories as citizens into separate lesser accommodations, barring them from public places, treating them like lepers or untouchables, that was completely immoral and wrong. We were told that a lot, and most of us strongly agreed. It was wrong. So imagine our confusion today looking out across the country. The very same people, literally the very same people, just the other day told us that segregation was immoral, are now enforcing segregation. Should we be surprised? Probably not, but we still are. Just this morning, the New York Times informed us that unless you can prove you have taken the injection that the Democratic Party demands you take, you are no longer permitted in bars, comedy clubs, even some dance competitions in the state of New York. You're too dirty to appear in public. You're not welcome near normal people. Want to watch the NBA playoffs in person? You this have- is- So, what up? Oh, what were you going to say? Fake populism. Oh, Oh, I was going to say, this is like so fascinating when they spin their propaganda. Because the way he's talking right now is how he talks about non-white people. That's how he talks about immigrants, right? He had the whole, I know it's a slur, but the whole gypsy thing, remember? Yeah. And it was like, they're dirty, right? Talking about Roma people. They're dirty. They're just in the streets being dirty. Immigrants are bringing disease. They're dirty. And now like... It really is that like, oh, they're going to treat us the way we treat those people. Yeah, <laughs> we saying know. they're niggerizing you. They, yeah, that's literally, yeah, what he's doing. And it's just really fascinating to go from uh, hearing him say like, oh, those people are dirty. They can't be trusted. They're unsafe. They're going to hurt you to saying they think we're dirty and we're unsafe and we're going to hurt you. And it's not fair to treat people like this. Yeah. It's like, nigga, you treat people like this all the time. <laughs> what are you talking like, I'm, about? I'm waiting for him to just, yeah, come on that screen and just be like, yeah, you know, I would like to say good evening, America, but there's nothing good about this evening. <laughs> now imagine your son going to school and being made fun of for having a name like Jonathan yeah. or maybe even Tucker. Mm-hmm. I mean, we already see what they did to names like Karen and Becky and Chad and Brad. Mm-hmm. Look at what they're doing to us. Do you want to be discriminated against for the way your hair naturally grows out of your head? You want them to make you take Palmer's skin darkening cream? You shouldn't have to do this, brother. Hotep, Tucker Carlson, out. <clears throat> better be vaccinated to do that. Otherwise, the New York Knicks will bar you from Madison Square Garden. You can still go see a baseball game if you want to, but be warned. You will be sitting in your own roped off section, marinating in your shame with the other. (laughs) Is that why white people don't like seasoning? Because they marinate in feelings? Man, should I put that in the soundboard? You will be sitting in your own roped off section, marinating in your shame. Yes, actually. Marinating in your shame. Sitting in your own roped off section, marinating in your shame. Damn, I that's like that. fucking, uh, that's BoJack Horseman shit. That's It kind rough. of is. It kind of is. Jesus Christ. So, like, he knows how to work that hyperbole. And he has just the, he really is the perfect white man for this. Like, he was not promoted to this by accident because I've seen old clips of him. He's a doofus. Mm-hmm. But he's got that white manness. Like, he looks a little sick. Mm-hmm. You know, like, he he really does. He doesn't look well. He looks like he had bad lettuce or something. Right, but I think it's just bad opinions. He's still leaning in. He's got the perfect amount of no lips. <laughs> just the bit of five o'clock shadow, almost like, like he's working like you. Like, he just got off the shift to come and do this show. Didn't even have time for a good shave. <laughs> Damn. Like, he looks like that nigga um, Chandler. From the French show. Yeah, he fucking looks like that guy. Okay. Yeah. With the other disobedient bad people. Jesus. Medical Jim Crow has come to America. Oh, that with the other disobedient bad people. See that niggerizing again. Yeah. You're going to have to sit with them. Hey, fellow white men. All right, I just got off a double, but I'm going to make a triple just so I can do this show for you. (laughs) Do you for... Do you, do you want your name to be forced to be Trayvon? I mean, they've already accepted transracialism with Rachel Dolezal. Mm-hmm. You think they mm-hmm. can't make you black too? Hmm. Is that what you want? Oh, God. What was that Onion article? 
Remember the uh, about like the girl. Oh, the, uh, oh girl, yeah, sixteen-year-old girl will be um, charged as a uh, charge tried yeah. as an adult black man. Yes. It's, a, it's actually a video. Yeah, yeah. When the Onion was still doing videos and they were the shit. That was a good. That was a good one. Yeah, classic. I think I have their um their movie. Like they made a, a little film. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I'm a dork and I got it. Of course you are. Yeah. With the other disobedient bad people. Medical Jim Crow has come to America. If we still had water Medical fountains, the unvaccinated would have separate ones. That, you know, and I hate that it's like, ah, <laughs> I mean, okay. <laughs> and I still could, like, the factory that I left in Illinois, like, well into the pandemic, the water fountains were still open on the floor. Mm, Ridiculous. Mm-mm. And like, Ew. and I, I uploaded the pictures of the fucking Gatorade stations. Yeah, fucking Ew. ridiculous. Well into the pandemic, and not only that, water station and Gatorade station like right by each other. Just mm-hmm. slop it, cross it. Just fuck it. Why not? Yeah. Right. And then all of this, like, oh, how come homeboy from a maintenance department just died? Oh, I don't know. Well, let me guess. Where's the maintenance cage? I shit you not, like, really just a few yards mm-hmm. from that Gatorade station. Damn. You know, I can't be a guarantee that he got it from that station being there, right? Because we don't just have, like, the people that work there, which is, like, 300 on first shift alone, mm-hmm. right? Just for eight hours is 300 people. Then more people come in. Right. But folks are coming in... Um that are temp workers mm-hmm. from wherever and whatever situation mm-hmm. and everyone's hitting that Gatorade station. I obviously fucking didn't. Yeah. Shit. All right. But wait, you ask, is this logical? Does it make sense? Why would people who've had the vaccine fear being near people who haven't had the vaccine? Oh the- God, we're doing fifth grade science again. Ah. You can still, even if you're vaccinated for something, you can still get it, but your symptoms will be less severe. But if you are still at risk, like if you're immunocompromised, you live with immunocompromised people, you have underlying health conditions, even getting it back mildly might be enough to really fuck you up or fuck up your family, your coworkers, roommates, whatever. I hate that. I mean, I hate the fucking anti-science shit. Uh, a vaccine does not mean you're never going to get it. It's supposed to make it easier if you do. Jesus. Now, I'm not a philosopher. Uh-huh. But I want to expand on this. Okay. Wait, why would a vaccinated person be afraid of an unvaccinated person, right? Like, like if we're well along mm-hmm. and you pass by a guy and they're an average guy. By average, we mean hmm, probably white guy, right? Mm-hmm. Between 5'9 uh, and 6'2". Yeah. White guy, Midwest. Yeah. Got a little hair on the arms. Yeah. Orange shirt, green hat, blue jeans, brown boots. Mm-hmm. And I know he's unvaccinated. I'm just saying there's some probabilities that are coming into play. He may also be a little racist. May also be transphobic. May. May also be a general danger to me. Whether there's a pandemic or not. I think saying May is quite generous on your part. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm nuanced now. Since when, new, nigga? New, I, I don't know, nigga. New house, new me. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Again. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I... I Maybe that's a bit much. No, I don't think that's a bit much. I think that is accurate because they probably, people who are listening to him and following his advice probably are fucking weirdo-ass conservatives, right? Yeah. Like, but also keep in mind, too, that... Uh, a couple weeks ago, he did a segment where he was basically saying that, like, um, like parents who make their kids wear masks outside are, like, abusing their kids. And if you see someone with a mask, you should approach them and tell them to take it off. And if they don't take it off, you should call the cops on them. He said that. So it's, like, extra interesting that he's like, why wouldn't you want to be by somebody who's not? Va- because you told them to call the tax-funded hit squad on me for wearing a mask in public. That's fucking why, you piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, all right. Let's, uh, it's got just the right amount of no lips. Let's, let's hear it. Vaccinated protected isn't the whole point of getting the shot? Sure, well, maybe from a health perspective, that is technically true if you want to be precise about it, but it's clearly not about health or science. It's bigger than that. It's about good and evil. 
It's about discovering who is a decent person and who, by contrast, deserves to be punished for sin. It's about finding out who has obeyed. And thankfully, once again, technology is coming to the rescue. Watch. All right. And so now he tells his audience, watch. And uh, and he's mentioning technology. Mm-hmm. So be afraid. It's big tech coming to get you. Do you want me to you. tag you on the one about calling cops for wearing masks? <clears throat> yes. All right. Here we go. And it's this bracelet, right? What was the, uh, let me take a look at the name of this thing. Doop-a-doop-boop. It was, uh, it's called the Immuniband. The, the Immuniband, all right. Mm-hmm. Denver Physician says it's the first of its kind on the market. It costs $19.99, and it's simple to use. After buying it, you send a copy of your vaccination card, and they'll load it to their encrypted server. If someone wants to verify your vaccine record, all they got to do is take a picture of the QR code on their phone, and it'll take them to that website. It's easy. All right, so that, that little ad runs. Yeah. That I guess, um, and what I'm guessing, if that comes into play, like who would get this businesses, offices or something, and mm-hmm. then uh, before you wow. come in the building, they just scan you up? Yeah, I suspect like for uh, like restaurants and bars and stuff, that would be like a good um, like promotion, like come to our place, it's safe, everybody has their bracelet and they're all vaccinated, like, you know, um, that to, you know, uh, consume, what is it, consumer confidence to get folks going out. Also, yeah, if you're going into, like, a nursing home, right, they, you know, because there's been hella COVID outbreaks in nursing homes. So if you're, you know, going to visit grandpa, you know, you might want one. I like how the the power of capitalism is going to come into play here because, like, let's say this shit kicks off and that's the idea they go with. And I'm like, oh, shit, I wish I would have fucking went into the stock market on whatever company makes rubber bands. (laughs) <laughs> or silicone bands or whatever they're going to use. <clears throat> right? Like, everyone's like, fuck, why didn't I invest in clear plastic? Damn. Fucking, um... But, uh... Oh, I'm... Lo- you got a, a weather notification? No. Oh, okay. It's that, that's the sound I get for weather notification. Oh, I never... But- uh, I changed all my notifications around. No, it's the it, it's the power of capitalism, though, right? Because the conservatives mm-hmm. are going to be like, "Fucking, I'm not going to do it," mm-hmm. and they're going to post pictures of restaurants that have pictures of people like you know holding mm-hmm. up their wristbands and taking pictures, like, "Hey, we're all vaccinated and eating safe together," and even one of our friends still has their mask on because he's not comfortable. But hey, we're all having fun, and the conservatives will post that picture, make fun of it, be like, "And I'm not eating at that." McBinnigan Flinnegan's or whatever the restaurant mm-hmm. is, but I'm going to eat here at Joe Blow Steak Schmo, right. where everybody's like, yeah, fuck that wristband. Yeah. But Walmart is going to be like, you better have your motherfucking wristband. You want to come in here and get a giant thing of toilet paper for a working class price, and they will go get their vaccination oh, so fuck that yeah. they can Absolutely. still go to Walmart. What I think is actually the funniest thing about the Walmart is not just that they would get vaccinated to go to Walmart, but that both the vaxxer and the anti-vaxxer would go to the same Walmart and both buy, like, you know, a pack of, like, chicken legs and barbecue sauce and then both go back to their respective homes to have a party, one where everyone's celebrating because they have their bands and one where no one has one because they're free or whatever. <laughs> that's what it's actually because that's what's gonna happen and like that's hilarious blues. this is fantastic i love that you just said all these words this is why people are always so happy to hear this podcast it's they happy. always know everything's gonna work out happy the is capitalists that, win that, folks is that the word we want to use is happy yes and then the packaging from the you know the barbecue sauce and whatnot that goes in the ocean yay, yay! And that's going to create a job when we need to brainstorm how to clean the oceans. See? Disaster capitalism. And it's also, and if you look at it, that's bipartisan job creating. Very much so. Yeah, both households did. It didn't even need the politician. The people can (laughs) self-govern. All right? Mm -hmm. The wine cellar's back. Damn. Like we never left, motherfucker. We really didn't. We were only gone for like a week and a half. We really didn't leave. Yeah, we did. We were gone. We were gone? Where were we? We were gone till November. It's got a QR code. Okay. 
Uh huh. Everyone knows that. It you just have a send a code. copy of your vaccination card. Just, yeah. Okay. Show your papers, and then you can show your papers. Now, wasn't that like 2014? Um, the uh, Arizona show your papers, please, mm-hmm. for uh, Mexican folks. Yep. I get well. Anybody co- coming up? In uh, the yeah. Gym? Anybody brown? Yeah. Yeah, brown ass. Like brown, speak Spanish. Let me see your papers. Yeah. <laughs> papers, I mean, please. Even, the, even like papers. Oh, there's like such a historical like context like obviously yeah with immigration show me your papers right we had uh you know like during the holocaust you got you know we had folks getting rounded up and put in ghettos show me your papers right fucking slave catchers if you can't show me your papers i'm well even if you do show me your papers i'm still gonna bring you back down there right it's like very like just the co-opting of the way that like actual non-white people are oppressed just to for him to flip it like this to coddle white feelings because I don't want to get... And the vaccines are free, you fucking pieces of shit. Go get one. (laughs) Sorry. And then that's how you can really easily get, like, those black conservatives. Because, like, in small numbers, you know, not big numbers, there are hotep, like, black men that are straight-up Republicans and open about it. You know, and, like, and using language like that because that papers thing, like, before that, that's niggas. and And that's why, like... When I finally had my ID, my social security, and my birth certificate all at the same time, I was like, I have my freedom papers. Yeah. And it really is that. All right. But he, and he's acting like this is that. Like, all right. So what, what it, let's say I have the vaccination thing, the birth certificate, the social security, and the ID. Which one will I give up? Uh-huh. <laughs> That shit ain't no damn freedom paper. Shut the fuck up, nigga. You're whining about getting a bag of Cheetos somewhere. Participate in the life of your country. In New York, the state is doing this by itself. It's issuing something called the Excelsior Pass. The Excelsior Pass entitles you to all the rights and freedoms you imagined you were born with, but that turn out to be entirely contingent. Also, what do you- I gotta what? point out again, he keeps a about rights and freedoms. This is about going to bars and restaurants. You will be fucking fine if you never set foot in an Applebee's again. I promise. And also, political correctness afoot. Watch this. All right? Where do I run that little that little bubbler back? There it is. I found the little bubbler so I can run it back. Listen the to bubbler. this. This political correctness right here by the actual definition. Pass. The Excelsior Pass entitles you to all the rights and freedoms you imagined you were born with. You imagined you were born with? Like him adding in those extra words for no fucking reason. They did not enhance the sentence. That was his political correctness. It told his target audience like, yeah, I'm getting in some of these hotep niggas and some of these Jimmy Dore niggas. But like, I'm still talking to you, buddy. So what you say is like a dog whistle? Hi. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome to a dog whistle. That's actually still a dog whistle. Yeah, because what I heard, like, I know what he said, but what I heard was real Americans, natural born citizens, also known as white people. Like, that's what I heard. Oh, not that. No, more ideological. Okay. Yeah. Like just natural born freedoms. Yeah, more not the, the ones that don't think about it. Right. The white people in America that are good Germans. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think those are the same people. They don't think about it, but they're like, oh, because I'm an American, because I'm a citizen, I get the thing. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and they actually do. It's my thing. Yeah. And they really do think we all have the same opportunities. And they just think that if black men would just wear members only jackets and blue jeans and new, you know, you know, the black Republican look. Oh, God. New balances. (laughs) Yes. That was coming next. Yeah, so I think, yeah, that one right there. Because, like, when he added those words in, the mm-hmm. target audience was like, ah, yeah, that's my that's guy. High five. Right? And yeah. I do the same shit. Like, when we choose to deliberately use the language and say sex worker, when we say cisgender, when we say heteronormative, mm-hmm. like, our audience knows it's like, oh, yeah, you're bringing in new people tuning in, checking it out, but you're still here with us. Yes. Yes, same folks, 2000. 12. It's been a while. Heading into a decade <laughs> of wine cellar podcasting. All right. A little more a little more fucking with the tuck. 
but that turn out to be entirely contingent on whether you you make fun of me, ma'am. Fucking with the tuck. <laughs> yeah. That dot, dot could, com. Uh, that could be a, a great drag show. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> All right. It's getting hardcore. Showing something called the Excelsior Pass. The Excelsior Pass entitles you to all the rights and freedoms you imagined you were born with, but that turn out to be entirely contingent on whether you do exactly what Andrew Cuomo <coughs> says to do immediately. Officials in New York have assured us the Excelsior Pass is totally safe. It's every bit as safe as a state-licensed nursing home, and it's utterly confidential. It's a lockbox. Oh, that was, that was some personal. shade there. That, it was, there was something slick. I missed it. The shade when he said, he said it's safe as a nursing home. Because New York had oh. one of the worst series of nursing home outbreaks in the whole fucking country. Mm. <laughs> so he also knows how to do that. So he's like he's like a yas queen for the uh, right. Uh. He's fucking sassy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, that's why they like him. Anyone who has that hair could not be anything but sassy. So he's campy. He's a campy, sassy. All right. All right, Tuck, we're fucking with the Tuck. We're doing this. All right, Fox News in the house. Health information cannot be hacked by anyone. Apart, of course, from hackers, people who actually try to hack it. Last month, for example, a man called Albert Fox Khan broke into the Excelsior Pass in just 11 minutes. But other than that, you're completely fine. So, so more than a million people have downloaded. I just want to point out that he's fear-mongering <clears throat> about stealing your data, which I think is actually a valid concern about hackers and shit. But what I do want to add is that the regulations for the thing he's talking about, those are HIPAA regulations. So theoretically, a hacker could break into literally any other system in the world that has those same regulations. So it's like, like I peep how he's doing like the specific fear-mongering about this thing, like it's unique in that aspect. And it's like, no, literally, a, hack, a hacker can use the same exact... Um, you know, get around the same system and look at like your my chart, right? A lot of people have the my chart where you see your doctor and then they put your shit online, like your or a patient portal, you know, whatever your local healthcare provider calls it. But if they like, if they can hack into the this Excelsior thing, they can hack into your my portal. This is not so. I mean, take your cautions how you want to, but this is not a unique thing. The way he's making it, like, oh, it's just this Excelsior thing. It's so hackable. It's so ah, you know. Well, it's safe as a nursing home. As he said. In New York. <laughs> oh, did the Excelsior pass so far, and that's a victory for public health. But it does make you wonder, is this the end or is it the beginning? Why should it end here? The coronavirus is transmissible and it can be dangerous, but it's hardly the only illness that fits that description. There are many. So if politicians can segregate potential COVID carriers from the rest of the American population, why can't they do the same thing to people with HIV or tuberculosis or hepatitis. Nigga, they did. Niggas that didn't have HIV could not um, give blood just because you're gay, right? Couldn't uh, couldn't donate blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So nigga, that that sex happened. Workers, sex workers and drug users also. Oh. Yeah, a lot of people. Yep. Intravenous. Mm-hmm. Hepatitis C. Before you laugh off the possibility of that happening, see if you can answer the core question, why wouldn't that happen? And of course, at this point, there really isn't a reason that it wouldn't happen because the precedent has been set. And by the way, say goodbye to those HIPAA protections you thought you had. It used to be illegal. But aren't you supposed to also like, aren't there uh, stores where they can be like, you have to wear shoes in here, homie. Yeah. You gotta wear a shirt in here. It's all relative. It's capitalism. Like, I think that the businesses get to practice freedom of association myself. I, I mean, do, Tucker. Tucker will never talk to me. Ever. No, he won't. No. Nah, I just want to run a fade with him. I want to see how bad it'll hurt my hand to hit that fucking massive face. To demand people's confidential medical information. Not anymore. What's illegal now is trying to hide it. The FBI is warning of, quote, severe penalties for anyone who dares to forge a vaccine card. So don't even think about it. I swear to fuck, as a grown man, he looks like an evil big boy. He really does. Yeah. Now, we used to spend quite a bit of time worrying about scenarios like the one we're living through right now. Back in 2003, for example, a federal judge in Washington ruled that the government cannot force an unapproved vaccine on its citizens. 
At the time, the Defense Department wanted to... Oh, so he's saying that by the Jim Crow would force you if you mm -hmm. want to be able to cross the Jim Crow line. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's just like Jim Crow, because right. you see like they could force you to be white to be able to go sit in that lunch yeah, they counter. Can, they can, yes. Well, I mean, race is an illusion. That's what happened to so many brothers, and that's like, and that's why Michael Jackson did that. It was, a, it was <laughs> in remembrance of his brothers that were forced to be white. Nigga, no. That's what happened. No. I got proof. No, you don't. Yes, I, I do. I, I you don't know. Mm-hmm. All right, that but we got to the ill part because this is an eight-minute clip for no fucking reason. Oh my god, really? Yeah, the people at the rap dot com. Why did you you did you could have trimmed that motherfucker down? But he did say more funny shit because we were fucking with the tuck. Fucking with the tuck. Here come a flat top, become grooving up slowly. Got juju, I bought it down. Holy roller, he got head down to his knees. Got to be a joker, he just do what he please. It's Tuesday, June 1, 2021. For its part, the activist here said that ExxonMobil still has no credible plan to protect value in an energy transition. Bad day for big oil could be a turning point for climate action as landmark decisions in the courtroom and the boardroom hit Exxon, Chevron, and Shell all on one day. <laughs> Plus, new study shows how fossil fuel industry PR has shifted from denying climate change to blaming consumers. Gotta blame someone other than themselves. All of those stories and more straight ahead from Bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. We're looking forward to uh, welcoming the new directors to the board and look forward yeah. to working with them constructively, collectively. And begrudgingly. Am I right, ExxonMobil CEO Darren Woods? This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, bad day for big oil indeed. And of course, it happens on a day that we had to stand down because of construction outside of our studio. So I guess we got a lot to catch up on today. <laughs> yes, we do. But first, a new study shows how the fossil fuel industry's climate science denial propaganda has evolved from outright denial of human-caused global warming to now blaming consumers to deflect fossil fuels' responsibility. <laughs> Recent investigations have shown that oil industry executives knew since at least the 1970s that burning their product causes catastrophic climate change, and then they chose to spend hundreds of millions of dollars funding climate science denial propaganda, lying to the public and the investors about it. And yet somehow it's my fault that I believed them? Yes. This new study shows how the fossil fuel industry shifted their PR strategy and is now framing it to deflect attention onto consumer demand for fossil fuels, which until recently was the only energy source available to consumers, thanks in part to the fossil fuel industry's lobbying to quash renewable energy as competition. Funny how that works. Harvard researchers show how Exxon's PR shifted focus onto individuals to solve climate change, with campaigns to cut back on your individual carbon footprint <laughs> and other tactics to make it seem inevitable that oil and gas must be used in coming decades in order to downplay and deflect the fossil fuel industry's responsibility for climate change. But it isn't working so well anymore. In a watershed moment for the oil industry, Wednesday, May 26th, was a very bad day for big oil. A day that may live in infamy for them? Yes, with losses in both the courtroom and the boardroom all on the same day. In Exxon's annual meeting, a tiny activist shareholder group known as Engine One, backed by major pension and hedge funds, succeeded for the first time ever in adding two new activist pro-climate investors to Exxon's board of directors. Nice. A majority of Exxon shareholders agreed that the company should diversify and, like European oil companies, begin investing heavily in renewables to protect future profits. That, after Exxon spent a lot of time and a lot of money 
campaigning against those new activist board members. On CNBC, Exxon CEO Darren Woods downplayed the landmark vote. What we're seeing with these votes is the desire to uh, continue to put pressure in that space and to in areas where we can to accelerate that to help society move through this transition. But at the same time, recognize we're going to continue to need uh, oil and gas. We've got to continue to support the economies and people's standards of living. See that? He's promoting more oil and gas. Yeah, that's right. And it's it's only your fault because you want to keep your standard of living. Hours later, on the same day at Chevron's annual meeting, investors defied company management on a pivotal climate vote, passing a resolution put forward by activist-led investor group Follow This to pressure the oil company to reduce its emissions. The activist group said in a statement, quote, we want you to act by decreasing emissions now, not in the distant future. Mm. And in what may be the most consequential development, on the same day in Europe, a Dutch court ruled that Royal Dutch Shell must move faster to cut its carbon emissions, ordering the company to cut emissions by 45 percent by 2030. That's more than double the company's current target. The Hague District Court did not say how Shell should achieve the cutbacks, but ruled Shell has a duty of care to reduce emissions. Shell says it will appeal, but France 24 reporter Fernand Van Tetz noted what is key here. The court decided, first of all, that the Dutch uh, court had a jurisdiction in this case. Shell had said that consumers were responsible for what they put out and that um, countries where that was omitted were responsible. However, the court said that uh, it could rule on this. They do say that Shell has the right to set policy and that policy has an impact on the environment, on the emission standards, and that has an impact on us all. Now, the court asserting jurisdiction could set a precedent for similar legal actions against polluting multinationals around the world. These landmark defeats could be an inflection point in breaking the fossil fuel industry's grip on society. A very bad day for big oil indeed. Let's hope we see a lot more of them in the days ahead. For much (laughs) more on all of those stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. And this has been your Green News Report. Because you had a bad day. I mean, I feel like nothing that you said was actually a word, unless you're doing like a Cab Calloway impression. I don't know. Cab Calloway? Cab Calloway. I never heard him. Sure. I mean, you know who that is, but that's okay. Um, (laughs) He was in the Blues Brothers movie. Come on. Anyways, uh, I feel like maybe I have picked on Florida too much. Uh, Almost all our white-on-white crime stories are from Florida, so I feel like maybe I need a little... um, Geographic diversity. Oh shit. <laughs> that sounds like bullshit. That's so corporate. Geographic It's so corporate diversity. it's inherently evil. I don't want that. Whatever that is, I'm out. No geographic diversity for me. That sounds like a fancy way to say gentrification. <laughs> oh. Um Alright, so technically the white on white crime hasn't happened yet, but I have high hopes. <laughs> We're gonna get some great stories from Texas. Because they passed a law. Do you want to guess what the law is? Um, uh, it, it, it would be very disingenuous for me to pretend to guess. Fine. <laughs> you forget every other time I tell you what the headline is. Uh-uh. Um, Texas lawmakers have okayed carrying handguns without a license. <laughs> oh, cool. I love stupid bullshit like this. Despite opposition from police and gun control groups. <laughs> How bad does it have to be if the cops are like, maybe this isn't a good idea, Chief? Wait, so the cops literally want guns taken out of the hands of the white man? Yes. This is what's going on? Yes. See? And they're so disingenuous. Like, so where's the right-wing radio host going off about that pissed at the cops? Or at least taking a side flex on one or the other because your your ideology you seem pretty staunch when you say it out loud Mm -hmm. well i mean that's the and you know we've pointed that out um on this program before but um there isn't 
like the, their viewpoints just aren't compatible in the end. It's easy to say like support police blue lives matter if you're saying it directly in opposition to black lives matter right because a lot of them do that because they're fucking racist but it's a little bit different when you're trying to say i support police and then the police are like i want to take your guns but you're also one of those second amendment give me guns like (laughs) you know you can't be pro second amendment for yourself and be pro police unless you are a cop maybe but yeah, so that, I don't know. It's just funny to me because that shit has never um, made sense. But they just, ha- I guess, haven't had to like, um, I don't know, like confront it. I guess because police are so busy usually fucking with people that they don't like. But anyways, so Texas is poised to remove one of its last major gun restriction after lawmakers approved allowing people to carry handguns without a license and the background check and training that go with it. The Republican-dominated legislature approved the measure Monday, sending it to Governor Greg Abbott, who has said he will sign it, despite the objections of law enforcement groups who say it would endanger the public and police. Gun control groups also oppose the measure, noting that the state's recent history of mass shootings, including those at an El Paso Walmart and a church in Sutherland Springs and a high school outside Houston. Texas already has some of the loosest gun laws in the country. Fucking floozies. Um, and has more than 1.6 million handgun license holders. Supporters of the bill say it would enable Texans to better defend themselves in public. What are y'all niggas doing in public? Alright. I have to say this sentence. All right. Yes. Supporters of the bill say it would enable Texans to better defend themselves in public while abolishing unnecessary impediments to the constitutional right to bear arms. You are the goddamn whitest person I've ever seen. Uh, Once signed into law, Texas will join nearly two dozen other states that allow some form of unregulated carry of a handgun, but it would be by far the most populous state. The NRA was among those supporting the bill, and a spokesman called it the most significant gun rights measure in the state's history. A right requiring you to pay a tax or obtain a government permission slip is not a right at all, said Jason Wiemet, the executive director of the NRA Institute for Legal Action. You're not feeling it. This is fucking, man. It's just always interesting when people come up and say these talking points to pass policy because they know that they're not the ones who are going to get fuck, fucking shot. It's a little different. Yeah, yeah well, they, they, they might. Remember that time, like, a leftist, like, shot some white pol- uh, uh, Republican? Like, 2015? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Let's see. A Target Master, uh, customer Randy Johnson, explained breast reservations, saying, I don't want to look at every person I come across as a potential threat. That's not the world I want to live in. And if something does happen and five people pull out guns, the police won't know who's the good guy and who's the bad guy. Yeah, it was 2017. Good. Yeah, a, um, during the practice season of the congressional baseball game. Mm. Yeah. In Alexandria, Virginia. <sighs> in so, what? Alexandria, Virginia? Yeah, a, um, a Republican did get shot. So, like, that's dangerous. But this is only Texas, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think you're hating. Uh, Texas lawmakers are also, because they haven't fucking gone far enough. Texas lawmakers are also considering a bill to make Texas, quote, a Second Amendment sanctuary state. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you people? Well, you're acting like you don't know. what What's right with them is really the question. Right? You're not feeling it? So a Second Amendment sanctuary state law would make it uh, would make the state of Texas immune to any new federal gun laws. Which are totally always coming. Yes. Uh, Texas already allows rifles to be carried in public without a license. The measure sent to Abbott would allow anyone 21 or older to carry a handgun as long as they don't have a felony criminal conviction or some other legal prohibition in their background. I'm going to guess domestic violence is not a legal prohibition, by the way. 
But without the state background check, law enforcement groups worry there will be no way to weed them out in advance. The bill does include stiffer penalties for felons caught carrying guns, uh, but it wouldn't prevent businesses from banning guns on their property, and federal background checks for some gun purchases would remain in place. Texas has no state requirements for background checks on private gun sales. Good. Good. You're not feeling it? I think we're going to get some uh, a plethora of white-on-white crime stories from Texas over the next few months. I'm especially anxious for July 4th weekend. Let's see what goes down in Texas. Alex Jones is going to cover it. All of it. He is, and everyone knows it. All right, that's that whole deal? That's that whole deal. All right, all right. We'll wrap that one the hell on up, buddy chief. Did we cover the Amazon drivers? The Amazon got No, we did not. We were, we were too were busy. Were they told to drive recklessly to meet quotas? I thought we did that. Yeah, we did. Okay. Yeah. I love this bar. It's my kind of place. 34-year-old Christopher Carter was an HISD officer who found himself on the other side of the law. Mr. Carter, will you stand, please? He appeared before a judge last week. He's charged with sexual assault and improper photography visual recording. Court records say it happened in February. Carter went over to the victim's home during the winter storm because he didn't have power or water. While there, documents say the victim took a shower and walked to the kitchen and back to her bedroom. It goes on to say that Carter followed the woman and once she was inside the bedroom, he locked the bedroom door and then followed her into the bathroom. It was then that court records say she was sexually assaulted. Documents say days later, she received text messages from Carter with explicit images after the act. Records say the woman replied, why would you send me these pictures after you raped me? We went by Carter's apartment. He did not answer or return our calls. His time with HISD was discussed in court. Prior to this incident, he was steadily employed as a police officer with HISD. For five years. HISD sent a statement saying the Houston Independent School District is aware that an HISD officer was arrested Tuesday, May 25th, regarding an incident unrelated to the performance of his HISD duties. Upon arrest, the officer was immediately relieved of his duties. HISD is fully cooperating with the Harris County Sheriff's Office's investigation. <laughs> not a fun white-on-white crime story, and actually a very serious and very sad story. Um, Sheriff's deputies in Volusia County. Is it Volusia or Volusia? Volusia. Volusia. All right. Volusia County uh, fired on a 14-year-old girl and a 12-year-old boy after they repeatedly opened fire, reportedly opened fire on them from a home they had broken into. The sheriff's office said that the foster kids ran away from a juvenile home on Tuesday. So I guess worth noting, they didn't put it here, that this was a uh, religious juvenile home. It's run by the Methodist Church, Hmm. and it has a long history of abuse allegations, as most Christian charities do. As fucking everything from Europe does. So just worth noting that. Uh, So the two kids ran away from the foster or from the juvenile home. They broke into a house where they found an AK-47, a pump shotgun, a handgun, and 200 rounds of ammunition. Um... I know people are going to, you shouldn't break into, yes, you should not break into other people's homes. I still want to know why someone had 200 rounds of ammunition in an AK-47 just sitting out unlocked, not in a drawer, not in a fucking gun safe, a locked cabinet, a locked file cabinet even, like, it was just out. Because these kids aren't professional burglars, they're not fucking, hmm. you know, jimmying locks and shit, they're, it's a fucking 12-year-old. Yeah, all right. Um, So when the deputies arrived, the children began shooting at them. 
which is also interesting. I wonder if they were scared of the cops who were going to just bring them back to foster care that they ran away from. Then also shooting at them like where did the bullets land? Right, like shooting at you like you almost got hit or shooting at you like like you know. they, they were capable of getting a trigger pulled. Guns aren't that fucking easy to operate, folks. Like you, they're heavy, right? They, that's heavy. That's why they're so expensive. Well, also because well, they're good murder machines. Keep in mind that this specifically was an AK forty-seven, not a handgun, and these are like kid, like a twelve-year-old and a fourteen-year-old, yeah. like that's... little spaghetti arms. <laughs> like they were shooting at you. Like I hate pigs. I hate fucking pigs. Yeah, I actually didn't even read the way that they wrote it in the article. In the article, they said deputies were forced to fire. And I was like, shut up. Yeah, right. Um, so there's a quote from uh, County Sheriff Mike Chitwood, who says they tried to negotiate. God damn. Mike Chitwood. We've said his name so many fucking times. Fuck mm-hmm. Chitwood. Mm-hmm. Uh, they said they tried to negotiate with the children to stop for two hours. All right. I mean, so you're telling me that 12-year-old spaghetti arms were just busting AK-47 chopper rounds for two hours? Yep. <clears throat> also, like, I'm just curious. Did you bring in, like, I don't know, maybe a mental health professional? Maybe some, like, I don't know, do you have a hostage negotiator? Y'all have money for, like, armored vehicles and shit. Yeah. Who, like, who the fuck do you send in besides the SWAT team? Like, you know, all right. Not their job. Chitwood said, quote, our deputies did everything they could tonight to de-escalate, and they almost lost their lives to a 12-year-old and a 14-year-old. Whatever. I bet you if this 14-year-old lives, they're going to charge her as an adult. Um, where have we gone wrong that this fucking piece of shit. They're trying to be poetic. No, he's being a, he's justifying murdering children. Ah. Oh, because he almost killed them? Or they did. Uh, they Those shot kid. the girl. She's not dead, but she's in, like, critical condition. She might die. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he says, where have we gone wrong that a 12-year-old and 14-year-old think it's okay to take on law enforcement? What the hell is the Department of Juvenile Justice doing sending these kids to places that can't handle them? They're deep. All these places are underfunded because y'all took the fucking budget money. <laughs> what the fuck? And like, also, this is where, like... Christians, you want to adopt all these kids that you want to force to be born? Oh, well, they well, were. Well, they did. Mm-hmm. They actually did. Yeah. And the kids hate you. And the kids hate we you. We got the result. The kids, and they're not even waiting to become adults to say they hate you later in a blog. They're running no. away and apparently busting AK-47 chopper rounds for two consecutive hours. Mm-hmm. You understand, I've seen people walk off of factory floor shifts after two hours. Adults with yeah. boxes. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. I mean, but see, like, even why would they think it's okay to take on law enforcement? Maybe they were scared because they're children. Maybe, you know, they know the track record of police responding to crisis situations and figured, we're going to fucking die anyway. Maybe they thought the police, which actually was probably a correct thought, the police were just going to ship them back to the hellhole that they just ran away from and they didn't want to fucking go back. Also, the connotations of the language that you're already focusing on take on law enforcement. Right? Like they're fucking like Chuck Norris or some shit. That's what I'm figuring. Like, yeah, like a, like sort of a ninja slash soldier look. Like right. where they don't have a bandana, but they just have some old war-torn fabric from their pants. <laughs> they crawled out of the hole, tied it around their head, busting all right, sorts of things. Exactly, yeah. exactly. You made it sound like they're like a fucking like team of like Navy SEALs or some shit yeah. taking on law enforcement. They're children. Taken on And clearly fucking traumatized ass children in a really bad situation. And then says, what the hell is the Department of Juvenile Justice doing sending these kids to places they can't handle them? So what the fuck are you doing to help these kids? You fucking shot one of them and then argued that it was the kid's fault. How are you helping? Where are you putting these kids? You know. Because, I mean, that, and, like, that's, like, honestly one of the things that I don't know, maybe we should talk about it more on the podcast. It really frustrates me with police just, I was like, oh, our hands are tied. We don't, oh, we just can't do it. The laws, I don't know, man. Policy, procedure, we can't do anything. And it's like, actually, you can. You have the most powerful labor unions in the country. And yeah. I hesitate to call cops laborers, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
Like, y'all have the biggest labor unions in the country. If you go on strike, cities will literally give you millions of dollars to your budget. If you go on strike, people will bend over backwards to give you anything you want. If this was actually a fucking problem for you, you would have done something as police, as a team to protect and serve the community, to bring some sort of awareness to this problem and fix this fucking problem, but you're not. But they don't give a shit because really... All right, let's be the ideologues that we predictably are, because in the macrocosm, it's actually not a problem, which is why he had that statement already internally prepared in his head before he woke up that morning Mm -hmm. that this is what I'm going to say. And then I'm going to go and then, oh, man, I'm going to I'm going to miss fucking donut time. They got fresh Krispy Kremes. Mm -hmm. This just another fucking day. It's another day on the shift. And if he and if he gets some. What, paid administrative leave? Well, he's forced to take a vacation. Oh, no. You know, which means he's got to go out back, work on his deck. He has to fucking sit in the home jacuzzi. Oh, no. What kind of thing is that for the a cop? Horror. The horror. Yeah, so I really hate the way he's talking about this. And then also just, like, the sending them to places they can't handle them. But I bet you'd fucking lock these kids up in juvie. You think they can handle juvie? Hmm. Like, don't miss me with that. But why are they in places that can't handle them? Nigga, nobody can handle fucking prison. That's why people come out with problems. Like, like fucking, um, where they send that Khalif Browder to motherfucking uh, Rikers. Rikers. Yep. And then I noticed that, like, very naturally, the cats over there all the way up northeast call Rikers Gladiator School. Mm-hmm. And the cats in California, all the way down southwest there, they call, um... Uh, CYA, California Youth Authority, Gladiator School. Mm-hmm. Now, these are just two famous ones because they're in densely populated areas with lots of niggers to lock up. Right. You know, but like, I'm pretty sure these other youth facilities aren't particularly friendly. Nope, they're not. <coughs> Actually, I think I talked about it on the podcast when I um, was um, in the psych facility for my postpartum depression. One of the people who was like in therapy, like in our group therapy, was um, uh, um, a jail, like a jail guard at a children's facility. Did I tell? Did I talk about that? No. Yeah, he was there because he like was basically developing PTSD and a drug addiction from working there. Hmm. Because this is why, right? Because a lot of people felt bad for him because oh, he's so stressed out. He has to use drugs to try to sleep and blah blah. blah. Because the place was always on lockdown. So basically, what would happen at the facility is if it went into lockdown, like your shift is whatever, like nine to five, right? But if this shit goes into lockdown at four, lockdown was a mandatory like six or eight hours. So you just had to be there off the clock. You weren't allowed to leave. And so basically by the time he got home, he wouldn't have a set schedule. And so he started like abusing like drugs and pills and stuff to like stay up and go to sleep. And it was making him behave really violently, you know, and all this and that. So all these people felt bad for him. But the real story behind the story was the reason that these facilities kept going into lockdowns is because the kids were committing suicide. And so they had to fucking like you know, do like room sweeps and make sure there's no weapons and make sure it's not a homicide and find like, and that's why these, you know, because the kids couldn't fucking handle it. But you know, the story that came out of it was all oh, this poor jail guard, he can't sleep. And so he became an alcoholic because he just needs help going to sleep. And that's a tragedy. Blue lives matter. And it's like, wait, tell me again why these fucking facilities are getting shut down. Okay. <laughs> but you know, but like, yeah, like even this fucking cop talking about, oh, don't put kids somewhere they can't handle. You would happily put kids in fucking somewhere they can't handle it. Go fuck yourself, you fucking pig. Ugh, hate cops. Hate cops. And so this is, uh, and that was the tangent. <laughs> I know, it was a weird tangent. I know. <laughs> no, but. Yeah, for a second I was like, and uh, you heard me. I just said, and this is the, and I was like, this, oh, part one. This is part <laughs> one to this developing story. Yes. But, but yes. yeah, so the main story, though, is the AK-47 yes. kids. Yeah, the AK-47. Um, all they say is that the girl is fighting for her life at the hospital. After she got uh, shot, the boy dropped the gun, and he wasn't hurt, but he was taken into custody. I have no idea what's going to happen to these kids. I'm quite sure none of it is going to be good. All of it's going to be traumatizing. And they are going to, once again, be put into a situation they can't handle. But because cops did it this time, it's a good thing. Ah. Absolute fucking mess. I hate it. All right. And we will follow it because I'm 
well, we're interested, you're interested. Yeah. And I also want to know who owns the home, too, that they just had those guns out. Like, I want to see if they're going to get charged with something. Wait, like, they broke into it, though? Yeah, they broke into it, but the guns are out. They're just out. You're not supposed to have guns out. Oh, you're not. Usually not. A lot of, like, you're supposed to keep them locked up. Or... Listen, this Florida? Yes. I, I don't I don't know Florida law on guns. I've never owned one. I'm pretty sure you're supposed to keep them locked up. All right, well, we'll look into that as well, though I'm pretty sure the wine cellar listeners are going to go look at it and then leave it in the comment. And I actually <laughs> thank you for that shit. <laughs> like, honestly, thank you. Yeah. All right, wine cellar media dot dark skin black stuff here come the odd step up i'm the lyrical gangstop big up the crew and all the area still love you like that here come the odd step up I'm the lyrical gangsta Big up the crew and all the area Still love you like that Come together Murder up right now Murder Come together, come together, come together.